Welcome to episode 76 of the official Average Boy Podcast. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse Magazine. And I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, a.k.a. the fabulous fish-finding fanatic friend of fun, faith, and fantastic fortitude. Wow, okay. Well, I hope you aren't about to tell us a far-out fabricated non-factual farce. Jesse, may the farce be with you. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What is a farce? Uh, I, I think a farce is a dramatic work um, using buffoonery and horseplay, typically including ludicrous situations. Oh, well then no, I'm not. Uh, there are no balloons or horses in the story I want to share with you guys. And I've only played lacrosse once. I said buffoonery, not ballonery. Uh, wait, although I have been known to make a mean balloon sword. Oh, Jesse, it's never good to be mean. I thought you knew that. Especially to a horse. I agree? Uh, Wait, and now that I'm thoroughly confused, uh, let's just get on to your story. Finally. Fast forward to fantastic freedom of folly. Jesse, I've been dying to tell you about this and share with all our listeners. I won a fishing tournament. I totally won. Wow. Congratulations. You know, I didn't even know you were in a fishing tournament. (laughs) Well, I almost wasn't, but you know what? I'll get to that in a bit. It it all started when Billy and I, we went into Gus's hardware store to buy some spray paint, and we were going to get a lap. Uh, You know what? That's not important. Uh, The point is, we were in Gus's hardware store. You remember Gus from my latest book, right? Oh, Uh, Gus, I remember Gus. (laughs) Oh, that's a great impression, Jesse. Uh, Gus talks really slow and very country. (laughs) Thanks. I love doing impressions. In fact, I once tried to enter a talent show doing a bird impression, but the guy in charge said they already had someone who did a really good bird impression. Oh, that's a bummer. What'd you do? I just flew out of there. Oh, Jesse. That Jesse joke was cheap, cheap. I mean, really foul. (laughs) Well, okay, now I'm flying high with amusement. Oh, and my boss once said that he'd give me a raise if I did a frog impression. You know what I did? Let me guess. Yep, I jumped to it. (laughs) Okay, well, now I'm hopping mad. Okay, and now I'm putting the Jesse joke folder away, at least for now. But let's get back to your story. So you and Billy were in Gus's hardware store, and it doesn't matter what you were buying, but I would like to talk to you later about that off the air. (laughs) Well, that'll be a quick conversation. You know, it's hard to talk when there's no air. But yeah, you're right. Gus was telling us a story. In fact, actually, he may still be telling us the story. I don't know. We left after an hour. He does take his time spinning a yarn. (laughs) Right. He also likes to tell long stories. Anyway, while Gus was telling us where he moved to in the third grade, I glanced over to the community notice board and I saw several flyers for a fishing tournament. I quickly grabbed one and I started replanning my weekend. Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. I was beginning to think that Gus wasn't the only one who takes his time getting to the point of a story. Yeah, My friend Billy's really bad about that, too. He's always starting a story, but then he'll get distracted, and he'll start telling another story. In fact, I remember one time we were in the library, we were doing a book report, and he stood up on the... Well, uh, A.B., wait, you were telling us a fishing story. Oh, yeah! Okay, so 
I almost missed the entire tournament. You see, whoever made the flyer, they made a huge mistake. They didn't put the AM part in bold letters right after the 6 part. This tournament started super early at 6 a.m., not 6 p.m. like I originally thought. This was a problem because I normally wake up at the crack of noon on Saturday. So... I actually forgot that there were two six o'clocks on Saturdays. <laughs> well, I already know you won the tournament, so I'm guessing that you figured it out in time. Fortunately, I did. I caught their mistake Friday night and was able to set my alarm. But then I ran into another problem. Wait, why are you, why are you smiling like that? You're thinking of a Jesse joke, aren't you? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just enjoying your story. I kind of feel like you need to just get it out of your system. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, what do you call a crawfish with a messy room? I knew it! Okay, fine. Let's just get this out of the way. What do you call a crawfish with a messy room? A slobster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta admit, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, thanks. And now back to your story. You said there was another problem. Oh, by the way, if you get hurt in a lake... They take you away in a clambulance. <laughs> oh, man, now you've got me doing it. Well, good jokes are just contagious. I guess. I'll let you know if I ever hear one. Okay, so back to my story. The next problem happened when I woke Dad up at 5 a.m. to take me to the lake. He was confused and really kind of out of it. So, did his alarm not go off? No, but he went off when he realized what time it was. He got really mad. He claims I never told him about the fishing tournament or having to get up early and take me to the lake. Well, did you? No. But he really should stay more involved with his favorite son, don't you think? Uh, Bob? Okay, that may have been my bad, but I made him a cup of coffee and his mood improved immediately <sighs> and he drove me to the lake. We actually had a really good time on the way there. It seems like your dad is always there for you, you know, uh, even when you kind of mess up. <laughs> yeah, he gets a lot of practice with that. My dad's the best. Anyway, we got there, and that's when I ran into yet another problem. Wow, for someone who won a fishing tournament, you had to get over a lot of hurdles to make this happen. So what was the next problem? Okay, you're not going to believe this, but the guy in charge said I didn't register for the fishing tournament. Well, did you? No, but he really should stay more involved with his favorite fisherman, don't you think? <sighs> A.B. Okay, that was my bad as well. But thankfully, all the old fishermen thought it was super cool that someone young like me was wanting to enter the fishing tournament. In fact, they said most kids are way too busy... Um, Actually, I don't remember what they said next, but they were excited. Well, why don't you remember? I was busy playing a video game on my phone, but they all talked it over and eventually decided to let me join the fishing tournament. So I was in. I was in the tournament. Well, not yet. I still had another... How did you put it? Another hurdle to get over? Yeah, this story is going from hurdles to pole vaulting. <laughs> it's very challenging. So how many more problems could you get into? There's only a few more, but this one got fixed really quick. Okay, so what was the next problem you faced? Evidently, being in a boat was a big part of the boat fishing tournament. I, I, I blame the flyer again. I hope the next time they do this tournament thing, they put boat and AM in bold letters on the flyer. That, that would solve a lot of confusion. Or uh, you could just read the flyer carefully before showing up to something. <laughs> okay, let's not get crazy with ideas over there, Jesse. Anyway, you needed a boat, and I'd forgotten my boat. Wait, uh, you have a boat? Okay, fine. I, I'd forgotten I didn't own a boat, but then... The coolest thing happened. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Jesse, 
Mr. Polvado was there. Oh, nice. You know, for our new listeners, Mr. Polvado is your neighbor. He's, uh, well, how did you put it? Oh, he's super old. He's ancient. He's in his late hundreds. Uh, his social security number, it's four. His first phone was two suit cans and a string. He's so old. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We get it. We get it. He's uh, a bit older than you. <laughs> he is. But he's a great guy and a great fisherman. In fact, I think he started fishing on Noah's Ark. Wait, 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 Bob. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's our neighbor and he loves it when we do stuff together. Uh, he, he does? You know, of all the stories that I've heard and he read... He loves it, Jesse. He oh. just, he does. Trust me. And today was no exception. He instantly raised his hand and said... You know what? The boy can fish out of my boat with me. Jesse, I was stunned and really grateful. In fact, I was so grateful he volunteered that I stopped begging him to let me go on his boat with him. Okay, see, this is sounding a lot more like the truth. (laughs) Thanks. Anyway, I jumped in the boat and started getting my fishing pole ready. Sounds like things were uh, smooth sailing from there. (laughs) I see what you did there. Well, actually, they weren't. it seems I'd forgotten my fishing pole as well. I probably left it near my boat because I don't own either of them. It also, I jumped in the wrong boat, but that's not important right now. <laughs> well, uh, but uh, why isn't that important? It doesn't matter. The important thing is I eventually got in the right boat and Mr. Polvado had three spare fishing rods that I could borrow. And one of them, one of them was even unbreakable. Wow. Well, uh, how do you know it was unbreakable? Well, because I broke the other two. But that's not important either. Let's skip to the part where I won. Oh, and before you say anything, I've already replaced Mr. Povado's fishing rods that I broke. I, I'm very responsible. Anyway, on to the trophy celebration part. Uh, hang on, hang on. I think there's a good teaching moment here. Uh, this reminds me of a Bible verse. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16 says, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And Mr. Polvado saw that you didn't have everything you needed, and he offered you what he had. You know what? He was living out God's word in real time. He really was. I think it helped that Mr. Povado went to school with Jesus. Okay, Bob. <laughs> All right, sorry. He's not that old. And you are totally right. It actually goes with one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, John chapter 15, verse 12 says... This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. I know I sometimes, very few times, but sometimes I get on Mr. Povado's nerves, but he was willing to let me go along in his boat so I wouldn't miss out on the fishing tournament. It was awesome. A fishing tournament that you evidently won. So was uh, Mr. Povado upset that you beat him? I mean... It was him who allowed you to be in the fishing tournament in the first place. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish the story. Jesse, you're going to love this. So we got in the boat, and Mr. Povado told me the rules for the fishing tournament. Oh, yeah. I've heard that fishing tournaments can have a lot of rules. Actually, Mr. Povado said there was only one rule. Only one? Yeah. No talking while in the boat. That was it. And now that I'm saying it, I'm not sure that that was a fishing tournament rule or a Povado rule. Maybe both. Probably. Anyway, three hours later, we had 25 bass in our fish basket, which was actually great because that's a legal limit for one person on the lake. That was good also because Mr. Povado had caught all the fish. Wait, he caught his limit? That's off the hook. Or, I guess, on the hook is a better phrase. Uh, You were right. He's a really good fisherman. He really is. In fact, he... Hang on. You're making that face again. 
Oh, please don't tell me. Uh, Okay. Uh, Do you know the difference between a piano and a fish? No, and I'd really like to keep it that way if possible. Uh, You you can't. Uh, Because you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. So this is the end of the official Average Boy podcast. (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, We have to hear the end of the story. And wait, um... If Mr. Palvado caught his limit, how did you win? Oh, that's a good point, but wait till the end. You see, I was happy for Mr. Palvado, but I was also disappointed that I hadn't caught anything. Well, actually, I caught that tree and that other person's boat, but those don't count in a tournament. (laughs) Well, I always have so many questions when you tell a story, but let's land this plane. Or maybe I should say, let's bring this boat into the dock. So... How did you win? And I know Mr. Palvado wouldn't lie and say that you caught all those fish. No, he would never do that at all. Even if you begged him all the way back to the boat dock, trust me. I trust you. I just hope you didn't do that because you'd be breaking the one Palvado rule about talking in the boat. Uh, yeah. Let's go with that. Anyway, once we reached the dock, the tournament director said that if either one of us has caught more than 21 fish, then one of us would be declared the winner. And we knew we had it in the bag. Or actually, we had it in the fish basket. And as most stories that you tell, I'm still confused. (laughs) Well, it's because you weren't there to see what happened next. So we tied the boat to the dock. Mr. Pavado was putting away all his tackle and getting everything organized. He's very responsible. And he asked me to untie the fish basket off the side of the boat and show everyone all the fish that he caught. And I'm still confused. Okay, so here's where the story gets really murky. Or at least the water was. As I was untying the fish basket, the rope slipped out of my hands and the basket started disappearing under the water. Wow, with all the fish? No, not with all the fish. Oh, good, because I was starting to worry. Yeah, just the fish that Mr. Pavado had caught. Okay, I'm back to worrying. (laughs) Okay, don't be, Jesse. Everyone froze except for me. You know, superheroes, we know what to do when trouble is forced upon them. Or when they're the cause of trouble. Okay, that too. But I knew what to do. I dove into the murky lake and I came up with 25 fish in the basket. The tournament director immediately pulled me up onto the dock and he started counting the fish and he turned around to Mr. Pavado and declared him the winner and handed him the trophy. And then, Jesse, this is the best part. I'm all ears. Ooh, that's gross. Anyway, Mr. Pavado just grinned and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. We all saw this boy catch 25 fish just a second ago. He's the winner. (laughs) Well, I guess that's true. You did catch all of them. I did. Mr. Pavado handed me the trophy and I won. Jesse, I won a fishing tournament all by myself. Uh, AB? Okay, fine. I did get some help. Okay, a lot of help. And you were right earlier. Mr. Pavado is a living example of someone that puts others before himself, just like God wants us to do. Well, that's a great story and a great reminder to love others as God loves us. Oh, speaking of love, how about we show some love to our listeners by reading one of their comments that they sent in? That sounds like a great idea. Um, Do you have one in mind? I do. Okay. And it actually goes perfectly with today's adventure. This one's from Sam. Sam wrote in saying, Dear Average Boy, what's your favorite story in the Bible? Oh, wow. I got a lot of them. Um, But since, let's see, today's story was about fish, um, 
I guess one of my favorite stories is when this little boy gave Jesus two small fish, and then Jesus did a miracle and fed over 5,000 people with it. Oh, that's an awesome story. And the kid also had five small loaves of bread, and Jesus multiplied that as well. You know, this was obviously before... We all knew how bad carbs were for us. (laughs) Well, I don't think that was the lesson we're supposed to get from that story. I know. I'm just kidding. But here's my favorite story from the Bible, Sam. Well, actually, one of my favorites. I'm like you, Jesse. There's so many good ones. But this one is found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, where Jesus said, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. You see, God wants us to tell others about him. He wants us to be fishers of men. So that's my challenge to everyone today. Go fish. That's a great challenge, you know, and I think it's a perfect way to end this episode of the official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. You know, when you're done fishing, if you haven't heard our other episodes, you can go back and listen to them all at averageboy.org. Or you can actually listen to them while you're fishing. Just remember to take your headphones off before you dive into the lake after your fish basket. Uh, okay, that's a good tip there, I guess. Anyway, uh, averageboy.org also has a link where you can subscribe to Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine, and you can read a new Adventures of Average Boy story every month. And you can also click on the link to the Focus store to buy Average Boy's devotional books, Devotions for Super Average Kids, books one and two. Or you can get my new book, Average Boy's Above Average Year. All three books will have you rolling on the floor with laughter, or wherever you like to roll. (laughs) Well, I love rolling on the floor, unless it's a church youth room. (laughs) But laughter is good all the time, and we'd love to hear more of your jokes or questions. You can message us at averageboy.org by clicking on the Ask Average Boy link, or you can call us and leave us a message at 1-888-465-6500. Nine five. Just make sure to get your parents' permission before you call. Uh, you can also leave a comment or question that we might use on a future episode. Uh, well, like this question. Average boy, um, is Jesse your brother or just your friend? I love that question because it actually shows our friendship and how it shines through on the show. Uh, Jesse is a friend. Brian is my only brother, but Jesse is a brother in Christ because when you believe in Jesus, you're part of God's great big family. You really feel like family to me, Bob. Aw, thanks, Jesse. And thanks to everyone for listening today. I'm Big Brother Bob. And I'm Jesse telling you, don't be average. Be super average. (laughs) Now go fish. He's average, Bob. On the way to Adventures in Odyssey album 74, buckle up, there are sure to be bumps along the way. Wooten faces a legal battle. I'm taking you to court. For what? For destroying my chance at future earnings by tainting my character. Olivia struggles to explain her faith. How does your story relate to the doctrine of sanctification? What? Wit must go into parenting mode. Are you jealous or something? Because I... Okay, that's enough. Buck and Jules hit a rough patch. Why are you so mad? Because it's none of your business. And Renee's friendship with Wit faces its biggest test. Oh, I can't believe Mr. Whitaker is being so stubborn and unreasonable, Cog. This is 
is a scientific breakthrough of monumental proportions, and he is crushing it. So, yes, it's time to buckle up in Album 74. Available now on the Adventures in Odyssey Club, CD and download. Find out more at adventuresinodyssey.com.